Hey everyone, welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I want to welcome you to the New Media Show. I think I said that yeah. twice. Anyway, Rob, yeah. how you doing? Doing terrific, Todd. Just, uh, you know, bogged down and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. bogged down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, For those of you that can't see Rob, Rob, I think you need a siesta, my friend. I could use one, too. Well, I think... Well, so there's lots of stuff going on. A lot. A lot of stuff going on. Um, I did notice also Rob Walsh put out a list of all of the uh, podcast apps that still support video podcasts. That was interesting. Well, I saw that, but I didn't link to it. How many is there now? One or two? Well, it's, it's an interesting mix because there's, there's actually... S- Um, nine looks like about twelve or thirteen that still support. I mean, a lot of them are older, smaller ones that still support video. Right. Uh, Apple's by far the biggest. Sure. Uh, Podcast Addict still supports it. Podcast supports it. Podbean app supports it. Uh, Acast, I guess, supports it. Um, and there's others as well. But uh, um, those there's a greater list app to play the audio video is overcast stitcher uh cast box podcast app iHeartRadio, radio mm. player fm a lot of them it's just you know i don't think a lot of people think about video podcasts nowadays so it's no. interesting to to revisit this and talk about it. and if you look at the list ones with no support they're typically wow. the more, more recent entrance to the medium. Spotify, Google Podcast, Pandora, Deezer, Antenna, Podcast Away, Get Podcast, Himalaya, Podhero, Radio.com, Radio.net. And yep. so, I've never heard of them. Yeah, so, I've never heard of them. So, you know, here's the thing. This podcast is done both audio and video. You can subscribe to the video version of the podcast. Right. Even right. though we're live streaming, we actually have a physical mp4 file that uh will download to your iphone that's right and if you want to do that download now i haven't looked split on this audience but on my tech show it's about 60 40 about 60 percent do the audio version and 40 percent do the video version that's still a tremendous percentage and considering of. it's just me doing an hour or so right you know right. but yeah, i also bet you, you don't know what the distribution of this show is I haven't looked, to be honest with you, I haven't broke it out. I need to. I, I should go mm-hmm. look. But, um, you know, we, we've got it available. So if you guys want to watch, you can watch our antique here. But yeah, the, and, and we're not talking about YouTube. No. Or, or, or StreamYard or any of that. This is pure RSS. Yeah. Video. Yeah, right. there's a .mp4 that uh, will be about 1.5 gig in size. Yeah, that uh, that you can play or download, and yep. um, it's not being served by YouTube. It's being served from the CDN. So, speaking of people being in charge of their content, right, and mm-hmm. that can also apply to video too. That's right. These days, right now, so you you, you can control the, the distribution on that just like you can with audio. Depending on how much you get charged per gigabyte, though, by your right. hosting provider, 
it's a storage issue as well as a bandwidth that's issue. That's right. right. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. So I get my bandwidth luckily at wholesale. Um, yeah. so I'm able to save a little money just because of who I am. And, but I tell you the, if we see a lot, we see a number of podcasters that come in every month that ask if they can do video and we say, yep, you sure can. And they yeah. sign up and they do both. They do do audio and video podcasts. So it's good to see that some of these platforms still play video, but, uh, Way too many. And here's the thing, too. Most people don't realize this is you, if, if you set up, if a podcatcher was set up correctly, you could actually uh, put an episode out that contained a PDF. Right. So, yeah. you know. Apple still supports that. That's right. It doesn't, you're not limited to MP3, to MP4, M4A. You can still, you can do a PDF as well. Now, you know, I don't know of anybody that's done that does it right you know. but the enclosure supports it i mean some podcasts have utilized that for various purposes if the fairly technical podcast um you know like a medical podcast that you can put out you know white papers or yeah. whatever as part of your episodes but granted i think most people are just doing that as a link in their show notes mm -hmm. so we need to have to tell rob he needs a little bit of an upgrade on his on his website here my my God, I think he's living in the nineties already still. So Well <laughs> Yeah. Well I I believe that that's uh that's actually I think a Lipton I believe. Okay, I won't say anything more. <laughs> yeah. I I believe yeah it is, but that's all getting upgraded for person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Anyway, that uh, that's interesting. He did that um, did that article. Now, <laughs> the article that came out that was kind of interesting that I saw was, holy smokes, the actual from the top rope body slam from James Gridlin massacre of anchor. Oh wow. my goodness! Yeah, he, yeah, he shared that with, with before he published. Wow. Okay. So put it out there. He definitely, um, he definitely took a whack there. So uh, my my my. Now let me see if I can find the link to it and see if I can. Uh, it's safe to say he writes in his <laughs> newsletter. He says, "We take you through their six easy step process." <laughs> Pirate a podcast. Yeah. So, how to pirate someone else's podcast onto Anchor? And, you know, I, as I read through this, I sent this over to my team. I said, look at this. And, uh, my goodness, it was, uh, way beyond. It's what it does, what it tells me is it's made easy. Easy. Um, <laughs> there is definitely no, um, this would not have gotten past you or I. No. And it's, I'm not saying it's not impossible to clone a show on either one of our platforms. Well, you Anchor have to go do a lot that, more work. Yeah. Anchor isn't the only one that's made it easy, made it easy to do this, but I think Anchor is, 
has taken it to a whole nother level of making it easy. Yeah. You don't even have to know the RSS. And that's, that's the thing. That's even more nuts because people often will say, I don't know what my RSS feed is. So they don't know how to find the RSS feed because you go to their website, there is no RSS link on their webpage anymore. So you don't even know the RSS. Again, you don't even need to know what it is. Now, it's quite damning. And um, they did say something. Uh, what did Anchor, what was their response? I'm trying to find it. I thought there was a response somewhere here in. Oh, Anchor said, we believe this was an unintended bug. Looks pretty intentional to me. So we made a reasonable disclosure. They, Pod News, made a reasonable disclosure anchor on September 15th. Right. And after a telephone discussion, a few holding emails, promising response, we informed Anchor would publish on October 6th. They responded with a statement. It says, when a creator looks to switch a podcast or a platform, Anchor requires verification of identity and ownership of the podcast feed before it's discoverable or acceptable for Anchor's distribution capabilities. Our current process, which requires the user authenticate via the podcast current host by initiating a 301 direct both verifies the user's email address and confirms permission. As is the case for all our products and features, we're committed to making Switch to Anchor as seamless as possible, constantly iterating on the process to meet the needs of podcasters for information on podcast, blah, blah, blah. So, but again, no, you don't have to verify identity no. or ownership. So what they said there was blatantly, at least at the date of this publishing, oh, yeah. of this article's publishing. Now, let me be clear, as of this article's publishing on October 6th, you did not have to claim nope. ownership and you were able to submit it to Apple. And other platforms. Right. So, again, I, I hate, and again, I'm, the methodology would be different. And someone would, you know, but it's pretty, this is pretty interesting. I mean, I mean, Lipson doesn't even allow you to clone podcasts without going through a staff. We migrate shows all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so, you know, Anchor has built a reputation of making things really simple. Um, but, but, you know, as we've seen, you know, that can go a little too far and maybe have unintended consequences. Yeah. I don't know that they intended this consequence to happen with their efforts to make things easy. Uh, I would have a hard time thinking that, you know, they did it intentionally. I don't uh, think they just, I don't yeah. think they knew. Yeah. I'm not sure that they thought about how somebody might use this. Right. right. In Nefariously. A, in a, you know, in a bad way. So, um, and I think you and I know that this stuff would be used like that. Yep. They called their account the big Johnny pirate account. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, basically they, they check that I own or have licensed all rights to import this podcast. And, the, and during that press, don't worry, Anchor won't check and the podcast owner will never know. Just tick the box. That's in step four. 
Step five, anchor covers it over. And uh, they don't notify the email in the RSS feed that this has happened. And, yeah, step six, you've, you've completely migrated all the media and created a brand new secondary show with no cross-checks. Right. So now, if you can, if you can social, if you can social uh, cheat to get your redirect put in place, that's even a bigger a coup. You know, you go through and say, "Hey, I, I lost track of my other email." <laughs> when we have a, someone contacts and say we lost contact uh, contact of an email, we tell them, "Okay, we're going to email you on your RSS feeds email address, and please respond to that." Oh, I don't have right. access to that email. <laughs> well, sorry. I can't prove you are. Well, there's another thing we do. Another way. It takes a little bit longer. So we have them post. If, if they don't have access to their account email or their RSS feed email, then there's another validation way by posting an episode and having a code put in the episode show notes for us to validate, but you're not going to, yeah. So interesting. Well, Todd, congratulations on your 16 year anniversary. Think was we, that yesterday? I think we talked about it on the last show, but yeah, it was Monday. Was it? Yep. 16 years. So we're, we're uh, now marching towards 17. <laughs> and more importantly, podcasting is 16 years old. So. You know, that's, that's an incredible, I've been thinking about that a little bit recently on, you know, everything that has happened over the past 16 years and just the way business has changed and podcasters have changed and because podcasters are changing. They are not the podcasters of, you know, they're still from a content standpoint, they're quite a great content, but. Definitely a whole new generation of content creator, which is exciting. So, Todd, do we want to talk about the the things that we've talked about in the past around RSS stuff at all? We can. If you want to talk a little bit about that, we can do that. Um, specifically about the coalition and things that we we're doing there and then figuring out where we can get momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. So it it doesn't appear that the podcast academy is going to be taking on any any issues like that in the future. So, um, so it looks like that the only option that we have at this is to form you know our own organization that bring people together. There there's talk been talk many years about RSS three. Um, as a specification um, potential, I, I know um, Daniel J. Lewis has talked about RSS. We've talked about RSS. Um, but Todd, you know, I know that we started the RSS Coalition. You know, I, I don't know if you have any current thoughts on that, but you know, I, I guess I, I was Podcast Academy would would be a place for them. 
Um, but it doesn't appear that's going to happen. So I think we're back to, you know, doing something outside of of any existing organization right now. Well, I think what you have is Podcast Academy is focused on creators. It's more on the content. It's on the content side, not necessarily on the tech side. So, right. you know, the option then is, is do we talk to those that are participating in the coalition and see if they can get them to jump on the podcast index discussion? Because the way that team is moving, they're moving at lightning speed. Um, we wouldn't have been even been able to schedule a meeting, let alone a you know, get 10 things done that they've already got done over there. So sometimes those that take it by the horns and do it end up with it, but that doesn't always guarantee adoption. Right. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. So, you know, we've got a Slack group that's still active. We could talk with them and see what they think we should do. If we should try to join forces with Adam and his group or, or if we do it on our own. Yeah, because it almost feels like that this has to be a part of a maybe a more of an industry association type of format, and I know that that's been attempted many times, and seems like it doesn't quite get off the ground. Um, and but it feels like that it. I think the industry is kind of what I hear screaming for it. I think that there's a need for it. The building getting more significant every day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pressure, various parties industry to, to do something. Um, but that gets back to a whole nother thing. You know, is this a whole nother organization or is it kind of a loosey goosey thing? Like it's been up to this. I don't know, but you know, there's, there's some folks that want to do the JSON route and let's be frank that that's, in my opinion, is a non-starter because you're never going to get all these groups to you're talking about every podcast host site platform having to restructure and they're not going to do it. They are not going to do that. So you have to work within the current constraints of until you get enough momentum build up and it's, you know, you're, you're talking about something that uh, would be like a plan for switch over to from IPv4 to IPv6. It's like a five-year plan. And you can't just make a, you know, you can't go from a one format to the other without a significant buy-in by the majority of the podcasting. You and yeah. I are not going to move that needle. Yeah, you're going to get guys... You know, ACAS, Captivate, all those folks are going to flip us the bird. You're like, no way. We're not yeah. doing that. The only thing I is, think, go ahead. I think we've talked, probably what needs to happen is that we, as an industry, we need to come up with a, with probably a, an industry name um, that's, that's new. And I guess, it, you know, it raises that question, Todd. I mean, there's the Podcast Academy, which folks on a fairly, you know, fairly narrow set goals and, and objectives. Um, and then there's IAB, which focuses on the metric side of things, yeah. which is a little bit of a technical group, right? Um, but I don't see IAB taking on this other side. No, right? because that's not in their mantra. Right.
so we we have a knee kind of like you know to some degree it's a little bit like the NAB um, to some degree um, around you know an industry organization around this medium and I I, I guess um, it's going to have to be a separate organization that's the only outcome that I can see because we've made the effort you know I've I've even talked to the NAB folks and talked to um, the podcast Academy. I'm, I'm the chairman of, or chairperson of that organization. And I just couldn't get buy-in from the community. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that's, but that's okay. I mean, so what do we do? What, what's our next step? Or are we just going to not do anything as an industry and just let, you know, well, again, like I said, do whatever. It's do. Like I said, Rob, I, I think you see what's already going on with the, you know, they've got infrastructure in place. I don't know. Maybe it's a discussion with that group to see if combining forces makes sense. I I don't know what else to do. It's just like, will Apple participate in the podcast index? You know, will they have a. Well, what's the goals of the podcast index? Is it, is it entirely Adam or is it a much bigger? Uh, So far, there's a lot of people participating. So. Okay. You know, so again, well, do we need to bring those people to that group? And again, I will, you know, here's the problem with any of these types of situations. And you know what it is already. Um, freaking agendas. You know, everyone comes with a damn agenda. And yeah, well, uh, just, I mean, we've been through this. Yeah. I think we can, we can navigate it. We did it with the IAB. I think we can do it. So, you know, does that, you know, can we make that something work? I, there, I think I there's. Think if we take a proactive person, you know, not necessarily um, dramatically change the path to make it an organization that's additive and constructive forward look, I, I think I, would be the goal. I don't want to participate in something that is going to be. If someone wants to talk about JSON as a spec, then go do that. I don't have the energy. Right. No one yeah, does. I don't think that, that 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 should be the conversation here. I think what we need to do is think about how do we extend RSS. Right. Um, the current RSS spec currently at 2.0. There's been discussion about a 3.0. Um, that I don't be, know. It, can we do that? I think we could if we all decided. Well, remember, RSS is a much bigger animal. It feeds. Yeah, but if it's an RSS podcast. So if it's podcast RSS 1.0 or something to that effect. We could do that too. If if we want to remove a lot of those uh, those libraries that are linked up with RSS, it's simple. Um, that, that is always something that could be done too i think the concept of a of plugging in various would not be what i would think goal i think the goal would be to come up with a common set um, tag yeah yeah the industry wanted to support and to make it easy to add and remove and improve because right now it's it's you know rss as the way it's coded right now is pretty it's a pretty heavy spec 
Well, not for devs, it's not. Not for no, the people that not. work with it. But you no. have to... Here's the simple fact. I mean, why uh, are we... Right. Well, num- number one, creating a podcast spec, it's no big deal within the existing RSS 2.0. I'm right. Raw Voice, create a spec sheet, our own namespace. Right. This is... Right. This is just a document that you put on the web and say, this is the specifications we have now, you know. These are the tags. These are. This is right. Right. And from that standpoint, you um, implement, that's the easy part. You know, that would probably take a couple months to get a new namespace document or additional namespace document created that would be the podcast new, you know, a podcast master namespace from everyone that wants names. But then you have to get the Marcos and the other folks of, well, first of all, there's two, two opportunity. There are those namespaces and we've talked about on the show already that only are going to benefit Blueberry, Libsyn, going to benefit our customers. And Maybe we'll get buy-in by Google and Apple to support some of those down the road, but it's for stuff that I could use today. You know, something that we could add to Libsyn could add to Libs uh, Libsyn's platform. Something we can add to our platform. So when someone has a um, a transcript, they just link it, and there's a there's a tag for it. And right. that I can use that, and I can change so that we put up a transcript link on every directory listing. So mm-hmm. someone that comes in that is uh, whatever the impairment, if they want to read a transcript, they can, and it's easily available and easily distinguished. So right. it's not just haphazardly everywhere. That but I don't... The software platforms or the listening platforms need to adopt that tag and right. create a display of that content. That's right. That's, that's kind of the connecting fiber. Here. So I can do that, is, and I would probably do that, right away it's, just, it's probably a pretty simple implementation it's another icon on a on a, a show listing so then what happens with the apps the apps then will have to determine if they decide they want to support whatever of those hundred of let's and there's not going to be a hundred maybe there's gonna be 50 new tags which of those do they want to support in their app so that's how you, you know, I think you have to go out and build the spec first, whatever these specs are, whatever these new tags are, get those all on the table, let them get organized, let them get battled through, mm-hmm. discussed, spec written, you know, every, and, you know and, and there should be no limitations as long as there's not dupes. And when there's a dupe, it serves the same purpose, then you negotiate out how that mm-hmm. spec is going to be laid out. And once that's negotiated out between the parties that committed it, then it goes, that's what becomes the spec. I don't think that's the hard part. I think actually, I think that's the easy part. Right. Because we could start a doc today on this show. Matter of fact, I have a doc started. Yeah. Well, and we had a Slack too. 
Right. And I, I have a doc have already opened up. It's got a number of tags that have been added to it. Right. So do I open up that to the world and say, you know, submit me your, I'll take your submissions and we'll add it to the doc. And then. Well, so, and James Pridlin from Pod put out yeah. you know, tags that he'd like to see added. Geolocation added stuff and yeah location and different um different types of um different types of enclosure right different types of media so right now i don't know i would have and you were going to get major pushback if you have multiple enclosures in an rss feed until you go to rss 3.0 or go to podcast rss 1.0 multiple tag multiple enclosure tags are not support well they are you can have multiple enclosure tags in RSS 2.0. Right. Right. Just not but supported. Nobody supports. Nobody yeah. supports. So there is really allowance for multiple enclosure tags in RSS 2.0. So that doesn't even need to be added. It's there. You just have to decide to support it or not. Yeah. If the industry wants to support it. Right. And that's, that's where the power of bringing the industry together and then publicly sharing what the industry has decided to do if we can come to on any of it. So this some of this stuff will be no. Okay, let's just talk about the multiple enclosure tag. We've already hashed this out for many, many different reasons in the early years. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we want, okay, which one has priority? We don't have a mechanism to so, so what was the option? So what did I do? I put out four different RSS feeds, low bandwidth, medium bandwidth, high bandwidth. Right. Well, I don't think we need that anymore. I don't think we need low, medium, and high bandwidth because that means you're, as a podcaster, you would have to create a 16K audio, a 32K or audio, and a 64K audio three different audio files, taking up more storage at your hosting provider and paying more money for storage. You're not going to want to do that because you're going to say, Oh, Todd, that's just a a damn money grab. What, why, why why fix what's not broken? Right. So you have to think about the pocketbooks of podcasters and then, okay, so let's have two enclosure tags. Let's have a audio and a video in one file. Right. Well, (laughs) what happens to the podcast listener who subscribes to a podcast and gets 1.6 gigs of the new media show downloaded when he's not on Wi-Fi? Right. Actually, most of the limits you have to, I know, but, but it happens even today. I get people email me and say, Hey, I subscribed to your video show and I didn't realize the media file was so big and, I burned up some bandwidth because I didn't have it selected, restricted to be only on Wi-Fi. So there are reasons why we didn't allow two enclosures because it was more of a fact that the listener knew they were getting an audio version of a podcast and whatever the file size was, the file size was. They chose to subscribe to a video podcast. They got the video podcast and they knew there was going to be a video file associated with that. So it was, it was about, it was about disclosure to your audience. So there's all kinds of ramifications for anything that is proposed. Yeah. I mean, and one idea as a way to get around that would be to offer a link to a streaming experience of 
of that episode too, right? It doesn't have to sure. be downloaded. No. It can just be a link to a YouTube. Yep, absolutely. Experience or, uh, you know, or some other platform. But what's to stop you, you from doing with? that now within your website? You know, a lot of people who do video podcasts are really doing YouTube videos. And they don't have a, they don't have a true video podcast. They just put the embed on their website. Hey, there's my video right. podcast. Well, then the question gets back to too: Would would Apple want to offer a a display of a link to a YouTube video that's right. part of a podcast? And Apple's not going to link to YouTube. No way in hell right. they're going to link to YouTube. I wouldn't. You know, I'm part of the Apple team. I'm like, no, right? No, why? You don't want to take someone off your experience. So then it's politics. Though that would be great because it gives the the listener the choice. Nothing stops a podcaster from having a link to his YouTube video in his show notes. In the show notes, yeah, right. But then again, some stuff that doesn't make it all the way through. The apps, the links aren't carried through right. too. Sometimes, exactly. a lot of the platforms don't display links. <clears throat> so we go right. right back to why do you need your own .com? You know, so we go full circle. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that there's not new ways to do things, and I'm not. So you know, I'm the one that wants to see this happen probably as much as anyone. But I also understand the. I don't want to use the word the, well, the politics and. So let's say we do this work. I don't mind well, doing the work, I guess. You know, spend a, some stuff makes it through and some stuff doesn't. So you Just do, like you know, else. you do a meeting every two weeks. You do an hour, you know, two hours a month, three months. You've got enough people working on the document that you can come to a consensus. This is what we're going to put out as our 1.0. Right. And then you publish it. And then the real work begins. Right, of getting adopt- adoption. Right. right. Adopt. Because what so, if it's what if it's Todd, Rob, Rob, let's say uh you guys over Captivate, um, three or four others that have expressed interest and in, actually some folks are participating in the group, We've got some listeners that are participating, some podcasters, a few companies. And those companies then, you know, are going to, you know, again, that's just a few. So what's going to happen to the 20 other companies that are out there that are saying, we didn't have a chance to have input. We're not going to well, do this because it's, it, this thing is headed up by, you know, these five companies that have uh, coalesced together to try to change the space. We're not going to do that. That is what's going to happen because it'll be that and petty. Well, that that is the challenge that that we have that we've faced before. This <laughs> yeah. isn't a new issue, right? It's no, getting, getting people involved. You know, I think we we had a brief meeting. Yeah, at, yeah, uh, we, it was good. Podcast movement. Yeah, that was at the Evolutions event, I believe, in L.A. I yeah, think. before this uh, insanity started. Right. We had Apple involved. We had sure. Pandora well, was let's there. just be careful. Google. They they attended. Let's not say they were involved. They attended and listened. Right. And okay. They contributed yes. to the discussion. Yeah, they they contributed to the discussion. And I didn't hear any big walls going up around them wanting to. NPR was there. Right. 
So, you know, we, we had, you know, we had a number of folks that were of significant stature in the space. Uh, Pandora was there. Um, and a bunch of other folks too. So I'm just looking through the list here. Uh, let me, let me just say, how many do we have? Uh, I find the full list of how many people are in this group. I mean, have you had this conversation with Adam Paul or his team there? Nah, so, I don't think so. So, you know, it's, okay. you know, if we do, we just have to schedule a time to, you know, and I think right. what, he, you know, he is very, very, I think he would become very suspicious if Apple participated. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he'd welcome in with open arms. We'll have to ask him. Well, if, quite frankly, Adam have to be involved. No. Directly. No. But if they're doing, if they're already and, you know, again, I encourage those of you that want to find out what's going on here, get on that Mastodon chat server, and even if you don't say nothing, be a fly in the wall. And look at the conversations. There is, there is aggressive movement and, and a want to do some of this stuff over there. Now, the people who are over there, you may not even know who they are. I don't know who a couple of the guys are. There. No clue. But maybe there can be a combining of forces here. But again, we'll have to have a discussion with Adam. And I, and I think, too, even though Adam's got, I think, the absolute best intentions in this project, he's going to have a company as well. So there is, you know, there is going to be, I don't know. I don't know it, what, what, how Adam would react to having a bombardment of 30 or 40 new people jump on the discussion list. And then, then it's like herding cat. Sometimes you get a lot more done with four or five people, you know, and then ask forgiveness later. So, yeah, I don't want to play the, I don't want to be one doing the politics on this. Yeah. There shouldn't be politics. Really, it should just be about we want to help the space. Let's let's yeah. get her done. Yeah. So maybe that's where we start, Rob, is start the discussion in the Slack group and say, "Okay, do you want to?" And there's nothing to stop us from giving to do what we do independently and giving this list of new tags to Adam and his group and let him run with it nothing to stop us from submitting stuff to him and i'd want to work out a a methodology well, at the end of the day, do we really even need that organization to do that if they implement it then we can say hey it's been you know they he, would just be treated just like right, any other right right platform. yeah right. just so another platform i don't even know that we need to have a nonprofit or we need to have a no. organization here. no no I don't have time for bylaws. I don't have time for board of directors. I don't have board of governors. For, for membership. Uh, no. Right. That just just makes me tired. <laughs> we need we need a thirty year old to take 
that's got some motivation. <laughs> right. Where are you? We, we have a mission for you. It's if you accept to choose to work on this, uh, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, you will be, you, you may gain the status of someone that has helped re help move podcasting forward, <laughs> be the new generation, right? Take up, take up the torch. I'm kind of serious about that. I say it jokingly, you need but some new leaders, yeah, right? Come on, <laughs> come and on. I mean, there's a lot of people complaining about, you know, that the medium is so old school and isn't progressing. Come on, stuff, but who's who's really stepping up to the table to yeah. get it done? Come on, come on. We like, <laughs> we need a volunteer, right? Well, volunteers, ears, yeah, ears. And I'm happy to provide input. Go run with it. Go do it. Let me, let's empower you. I have no ego in this game at this point. None. If I quit podcasting, if I quit podcasting today, I would have achieved everything that I would have ever wanted to achieve. Right. I'm not saying I'm done, but right. I don't have nothing to prove at this point. Neither do you. Yep. Right. <laughs> so come on. Someone's got someone that can work 20 hours a day like I did when I started Blueberry. People always ask me, how did you get so much done? Working a full-time job in the Navy and building a business. I didn't sleep. Right. <laughs> and I didn't get paid for years from yeah. Blueberry. Didn't get paid for years. Not a right. dime. Well, I got my director stipend, you know, a hundred bucks a month, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't want it always on your lap. No, or my lap no. To delete all this. No, no, make no. it happen. No, but it, but it does seem like that's what oftentimes happens if we want to do something. And the problem is we're both really busy too. So <sighs> I'm, I'm busier it's than hard to fit it all in. It's, I have very few CPU cycles left. Yeah. Yep. And matter of fact, I you know, just talked with my team last night. I'm going to go out probably in the next month or so with a specific hire. I, I need, I need offloading. I'm saying that I, I don't need a secretary. I don't need a personal assistant. I just right. got to hand some chunk of stuff off. Right. And say, it's your responsibility. If you don't get her done, you'll fire you and find someone else. <laughs> well, that's clear. <laughs> well, it will be clear because there's going to be a chunk of work. They just hand it off and say, I don't want to have a headache on this ever anymore. It's your headache. <laughs> it's not headache. It's just busy work. We're small. We're still a small company. So, we're, you know, you know, we're not big like Libsyn. <laughs> oh all right <laughs> so where do we go with well, uh, what do you think audience where should we go you're all being quiet today in the chat versus sticking your neck out right right so maybe someone will hear this and say okay I want to get, but this is a, this is a big, and this, you know, really is 
if someone wants to be put on the map, I, I don't want to put it this way, but you want to get put on the map? You want to gain instant, well, it could work two ways. <laughs> well, I would like it to be, I mean, what type of person does it need to be? It, it needs Organizer. To be a person that's got, you know, a technical background. Yeah. Needs to be somebody that's seen in the industry as, as unbiased. Yeah. And, um, looking out for the industry. Um, and First. one that's, that's, you know, open to making, you know, changes. And being the, the drum bearer, the one that's going around and saying, Hey, a cast, Hey, blueberry. Hey, Libsyn. Hey, Podbean, Hey, Buzzsprout. Right. Hey, Marco. Marco. Right. Polo. Yeah. So. You know, that's word and, and then be able to articulate why. Right. Yeah. And why do we get so deep on this show, Rob? This seems like something that we've talked about as before. Many we times. Yet to solve the problem. Well, you know, I, I, I'm kind of serious today. This, I'm, we're looking, okay, I'll, I'll make Rob, are we looking for a volunteer? Yeah, if, I if, think if, nominations are being accepted, that, right? And, and we're not the deciding committee, to be honest with you. It's just somebody that's willing to do the work. Well, I'm, it's not like I'm not willing to participate and right, involved right. And, and do what needs to be done, just like what I've done with the Podcast Academy at this point. So, And, and, and James, I know you're listening. I don't think you're the guy. You're, you're, you're the news guy. You're the guy that's going to help us get the word out on this right i don't know is james the guy to do this well i think he can be involved he's fairly technical so i think he he does bring a unique perspective to the issue i think he's i think he likes to dig into it and find issues yeah um and expose opportunities he's connected to a lot of parts of the industry uh which puts him in a good position i don't you know the problem is, is that a lot of people that would do this typically work for a company that has an agenda. Right? Agenda. It almost needs to be somebody that doesn't have a specific agenda in the organ in the industry. Yeah. And um, James even has his agenda too, whether he'll say it or not. But we all well, have yeah. we everyone everyone that has any type of commercial money type of it there's there's going to be a gen, but that's in some normal. Ways, James is sitting in a less than specific orientation towards any particular company. That's true. But it does put, put put him in the middle. But here's what we I I right. don't think this organization is going to make any money. So it's going to be, you know, I, I, cause if uh, again, all right, so let's say it's all volunteer. We all put the time in, we help get this edited, we promote it. And maybe there has to be some 
rough or, you know, I, again, anytime you start adding, say, okay, it's going to be an organization. Okay. Where's it based out of? And, uh, what's their corporate makeup and how much money it's, it, it adds. If we could just do this. Oh man, I'm, I'm stepping in some dirt, uh, not dirt. I'm sticking in a big cow pie. Um, when I built tech podcast, Rob, <laughs> do you remember how we set it up to work initially? There was a specific word I used in forming Tech Podcast. It was co-op. Co-op, right. Ladies and gentlemen. It implies cooperation. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Co-ops are a fabled entity. Right. Because in my experience, co-op means... You got a lot of people that jump on the bandwagon, but one person does the work. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the case with a lot of associations, just generally. So, co-ops, uh, I, I, especially, we had money arrangements in a co-op. It was, a hey, if we could have really made it work, little did those podcasters know that that probably would have been the best way ever. We did a 90-10 split. 90% of the advertising revenue went to the podcaster. 10% went to support the co-op. So I was the co-op guy. <laughs> and then I'm getting this money, and I'm this 10%. And I'm like, well, what do I do with it? Well, we build a new website or, you know, whatever. And the next thing I know, I'm paying taxes on that because there's no formal structure because the money's coming to Todd. It's not going to some official co-op. And then my tax bracket went up and I paid more in taxes and my wife was pissed off. So <laughs> there is, there is ramifications of a co-op that is a name only, not an entity. <laughs> so when we, when I said to the blueberry team, I said, let's make a deal <laughs> for tech podcast. Let's put a deal on the table. For the and get the original thirteen shows that were part of this original arrangement, let's get them to sign off. If they do, well, this is how we're going to work it, and that's what right. we did. We rolled Tech Podcast up into Blueberry, and it was really <laughs> at that point it became it was the same thing, <laughs> but it had a legal entity tied to it, and there was you know, and and there was no more co-op there really wasn't any co-op to right. begin with. Well, and this, this organization isn't necessarily, um, it doesn't really need money. No. It, it doesn't need, it really doesn't need money, and it really doesn't need a nonprofit behind it to do anything. Until the spec is built, and we have to start knocking on doors to try to get the spec initiated. Yeah. Or sending someone to a trade show and getting them a booth to promote right. what we're doing. It, it always will evolve into something that's going to need money. So maybe that's what, that's what we have to start. <sighs> Anybody know how to uh, want to volunteer to set up a nonprofit? 
because you know how much paperwork is involved in setting up a nonprofit and then the annual reporting requirements. And so you're going to need money. We you went know, through it with the podcast. Oh, I know you did, but you guys, but you guys had, uh, you know, lots of big, big resources to do that. Well, that's, I, I believe that's probably what you'd have to do with this too. And then if people are going to be part of board of governors and directors and, and then you're back to the same politics. Yeah. And agendas. So we come full circle. So maybe. I guess it's baby steps. I don't know. Yeah. I'll participate, but I never have the time to set something. I mean, if you look at other media, you know, whether it be music or television or movies, they've, they've all been through the same process, right? The pain, pain has been endured. Um, because if, if Todd and Rob does this, then just based upon, then you might, well, I'm not going to participate with those assholes. And I'm not saying they're going to say we're assholes, but you know, we're not going to participate. Why should we? It looks like they're trying to push a commercial interest. So this is the, the trade-off we make here. Somebody has to start it. Podcasters. Where's the podcaster? The podcasters are the ones going to benefit from this. So maybe, Rob, that's what we need. Maybe they we're going about this wrong. Maybe we just need the podcasters to, to form this up. And yeah, one, but is that what we saw with the, the, the last association? <laughs> and it didn't get the participation of the bigger yeah. players. But Rob, that still was made up of a lot of corporate personalities. The ADM was. Oh, yeah. Oh, are yeah. you talking about the ADM? Yeah. No, I was talking about the, the more recent, the one that oh. Glenn, Glenn was working well, I think they ran up against the same <clears throat> dilemma here. If I had deep pockets, I'd just fund the damn thing and be done with it. But, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a seat at the Lakers. Uh, right. Well, we have to share a vision for what this organization is going to be charged with doing. And it is, it, it is primarily, it would be an industry association. Is it, you know, membership would have to be. So we've talked about this multiple times on the show. Where's we need some volunteers. We've got a partial list of volunteers already that want to do something. Yeah. And I think it's just putting clear out what the goals are of what we're trying to accomplish. You know, just like what I'm going through right now with the podcast Academy, we're, we're rewriting a whole new mission statement, what the purpose of the organization is. And I tried to roll this into that and they got clear and focused. They were what the goals are. And that's what this organization have to do. Yeah. And you can't blame an organization for having focus. Right. Because that's, that, that's what I told everybody. That this is just you know an optional thing for us to do to potentially grow membership and 
take, make this organization much more significant in the industry and have an impact in a variety of different ways, not just, you know, you know, an awards organization and educational organization. Let's take it a little bit broader, but they didn't want to do it. The, uh, the awards thing. <laughs> that should be about 5% of your total mission spec because I don't, I don't disagree with you. And I, that was a little bit of the comment today too. So oh. you know, it should be the, no. the focus. Organization. No. It should be about actually making substantive changes in the industry. And that's where kind of ran against the wall on this. Well, we don't really want to do the tech stuff. Right. So, right. Right. Well, you don't have any tech people. You have content people. Right. And you have podcasters that are part of the organization who are not companies. Not right. And they're not generally tech people. Right. So I joined as a podcaster, not as Blueberry founder. Right. So So that that's where the lines are drawn right now. So Well, huh. Well anyway. We can, I guess we just, you know, put forward what we're working with the RSS coalition. Um, that does feel like a very narrow focused organization. And it doesn't, again, we set that up just because that was a place to start. Yeah. But maybe it's not broad enough to get involvement. Yeah. I think anything you do, you probably have to pick three things at the max. Yeah. And because, you know, that, you know, each of those things could take 20 or 30 people. I mean, is there elements of the, on the, in the advertising? Separate. The advertising. I, think, I think there's code of conduct stuff that could be used and. There are all kinds of, but you know, again, we are part of the internet. We're not controlled. We don't want to have anything that even is deemed to be like the FCC or anything like that. We don't want any, we don't want to invite any of that type of stupidity, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to be careful on that. So the IEBs definitely set, you know, standards for measurement. Um, and they are the body in the United States that does that, whether people like it or not. And they do have chapters outside the United States, but I don't, you know, it advertise. So where does that cross over into the podcast Academy? Are they going to take on education about advertising and podcasting and that kind of stuff? Or, you know, do, yeah, I don't I, think, I don't see that they are. I don't think we need a standards group for podcast advertising. I think, no, I'm, if you look at the, the other industries, they do have a advertising organization. You no know, radio has one. That's true. Um, and I believe television has one. So there is examples of that are out there. further the interest of those particular parts of this industry. If we can create one organization, take on both ends of that spectrum, the technical part and the advertising part, 
But as, anyway. you, as you guys have already found out, you guys have what? Almost two full-time employees or two part-time, employees. two part-time employees. And you got to raise enough money to be able to pay them ongoing years. Right. So you have to have a membership, what's called a give get that the, the, the initial board members would help fund the beginnings of the organization. Yeah. So, and in the organization would need to be, you know, diverse and inclusive and, you know, to, to reflect the, the world we live in today mm-hmm. too. And, you know, where do you, yeah. And what do you attack? What topics do you attack? Well, I yeah. think the core are the two that we're talking about. Technical specifications in the advertising industry. Unless the IAB could take on the advertising. I'm not sure. They haven't talked about it. Been focused on the measurement. Right. But there is an audio group within the IAB that is not necessarily the podcast group. There's the audio group. It's all inclusive of all audio. Mm-hmm. So they've done some of this already for streaming and, and other. Right. So how that happens is a member says, Hey, I think we should look at this particular topic. And the IB then gets buy-in by those folks in those sectors. They form a committee and then they start working on a standards document. Maybe we need to talk to the IEB about this too. See where they they land. If it's something that they could lead, they're not going to want to get involved in the tags, the RSS side I, of things. I, I can't. I would be surprised. You know, there's a separate group alone just for. There's a whole industry group for true tagging. And it's actually an, a, an organization called TAG that basically, you know, it's, it's part about the measurement piece of digital. Tag, I think, tag it, it's, called tag I think it's TAG. It's, you, you, when you're an IEB member, you are automatically a member of TAG. I can find it. It says IEB TAG certification. So it's, uh, maybe it's tagtoday.net. The Trustworthy Accountability Group? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes, I'm accept your cookies. Yeah, this group right here. Bring it up. So, you know, every IB member is automatically a tag member. I mean... The good part about this is that is that it is a professional organization. They have infrastructure already. It'd be easy to add a subcommittee or a group in here to address this. Um, the but the it's not going to be downside is inclusion, right? Inclusion, Just like what we're facing now. Right. Um, not everybody can afford membership. That's right. And so, so, how do we make it inclusive of the whole industry when not everyone is involved? Yeah. So again, it's company orders and team, you know, it's, my team is involved. I got several team members involved. So from a 
from my team. I, we've got, it's inclusive, but it's my team, you know? Right. But it's definitely team, it's company centric. So again, it goes back, is this going to serve something, anything come out of this going to make podcasters or other companies even want to adopt or will go underneath the same scrutiny as the, and some of the complaints by the, there's that other, there's is another group that started, uh, some other group that started some stuff with advertising. But again, it's pockets of people and, you know, who's going to have the momentum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I look at the membership list of this tag community, um, I don't see a lot of, there's some podcast-related companies, but the fairly minority set of the membership of this organization. Yeah, there's Google and mm -hmm. folks like that. Uh, I don't know. It's up to, I guess, you know, maybe we get some feedback from the audience. We're just talking here, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm not sure that the, the, the word tag we're using it in oh. the context that this isn't really necessarily directly attributable no, to this. No, 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 no. I think no. it's more about about advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. Technical. The question is: Is there any kind of technical um, standards group out there that could add podcasting to its mantra? I don't know. Well, again, it falls underneath the IB. You know, the IB set all ads. You know, you do, when it comes to display ads, IB sets the standards on those. Right, but it's... You know, and... I mean, who's who's the one that oversees RSS? Oh, there's no one that oversees RSS. RSS is owned by Harvard. They've turned it over to Harvard. So I don't know how that works. I think Harvard is a trustee of the spec. So maybe we need to talk to those folks. Uh, or, or the W3C? Let's see here. Let me see if I can read it. The W3C. On July 15, 2003, Userland Software transferred ownership of the RSS 2.0 specification to the Berkman Center for Internet Society at Harvard Law School. The specification is now licensed under terms allowed to be customized, excerpted, and republished using the CCA share like a license. However, it is no longer applied. Uh, Use land disclaimer copyright is archived on the Harvard website. However, it's no longer applies to RSS2 specification. Since user land uh, specifically disclaimed ownership of the format that the specification describes, no transfer took place on the format itself. An important probably, well, it says that some sort of independent board was formed. And they say there's three. Now listen to this. The current board consists of three members. Oh, 
Listen to this. Roger Cadenhead, Adam Curry, Steve Zellers, founding member Dave Weiner resigned from the board in 2004 when the board made a decision it will be my majority vote. <laughs> that sounds like a Dave move. He turned it over, but right. still wanted to be the boss. Right. <laughs> it's not going to be a standards body. It will not create new formats and protocols or encourage to help developers wish use RS 2.0. So I mean, this is old. It's old, old but that's, you know, no one's, no one's contested it. That's why we build around it since, because Dave said, no, there will not be an RSS 3.0. So it has to, gonna, it's going to have to be podcast RSS 1.0 or something. I know we've came full circle here. I'm sorry. We brought you guys back around, but. Maybe talk and talk to the Berkman Center. Well, you or else. talk to this board that's supposedly still in place, and Adam's one of them. And he, Adam's probably going to laugh. So we haven't talked since two thousand four. <laughs> so some of you are probably scratching your head a little bit. You, you have no context here. Uh, Dave Weiner, I give full props to being a co-founder of podcasting. He is one of the pod fathers. He doesn't get that credit very often, but anytime I mention it, he does. <laughs> Dave, well, I've, I've talked to Dave too, and the impression I get from him is he kind of wants nothing to do with this. Exactly. Ever, ever again. <laughs> ever again. Because. Which is not really good well here's what happened dave got the shit beat out of him by a lot of people over rss yeah yeah he took a lot of abuse right by corporate entities by you know he took a he built something amazing and then everyone had to co-opt it which is what happened and he we could talk for an hour just on this topic alone, but I think Dave made enough money to say, I'm done. I'm retiring. Leave me alone. Right. Use it. You know, and probably not. Thank you very much. He'd probably say something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to get Dave on this. And, uh, no, because he does. It, it brings, I'm sure it brings him back pain. And you know what him and Adam did was incredible. And, but you know, there was, it was a different time. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, people did not like giving up control. They did not like the open nature of this. This they went, still don't. they still don't. They went against the moral fiber of corporate greed. And therein lied the problem, in and part. Therein lies what Adam. Right. Is that he sees that um, under threat <laughs> again? So, so, for those of you that have hung out long enough, I, try you know, and I only know a smidgen of what Dave had to put up with. But you have the major. He, he's bitter. You have a major folks. So what happened? Feedburner came on, right? 
And what did they do? They, they made, and FeedBurner was not originally owned by Google. FeedBurner came in and basically set up a service and monetized around open RSS and help people with the problems that they were having. Their sites couldn't load feeds fast enough because there's too much of a heavy load, blah, 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 the way the internet worked in 2004. Mm-hmm. And then Google bought FeedBurner, but yet Google disavowed. Here's the crazy part. Google owns FeedBurner, but they have disavowed RSS almost. What, what is really amazing is the Google podcast team is really the only second organization in Google that really embraces RSS. A whole new generation of people. So well, Google came out with a whole new spec. It was called Adam. Right. Competing spec called Adam. Right. A-T-O-M. That's right. So, <sighs> man, we're going uncovering some dirt here. But it, it's... It, it, well, I think more people need to understand this. I think we built this industry on a on a, uh, you know, a spec that, that basically antiquated, uh, at its core, right? Uh, it's old, nobody's working on it. Nobody's paying attention to it. And I think that's, but Rob, you know, Rob, maybe that's not, it, it works, but, but maybe that's good. Right. Right. Maybe it's also not so good. No, it's good because as soon as someone gets involved and try, so this is the expansion of the RSS feed, in my opinion, is the way to go. That gets us another 15 years down the road. The, 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 the thing we have to continue to protect against is closed ecosystem. Oh, I've got this great spec over here. I control it. Hey, but Todd, the the other side of that is that, as long as this thing stays stagnant, right, doesn't fall. Nope. The more chance it is that we're going to lose it. Uh, I think. I think. If it's not keeping up with what people want, right, the market, right, eventually it's going to get ripped. And we all just need to be very careful about what we wish for on that. Yeah. And Do, who, what it, what's going to replace? It? Or who's going to suggest it? It'll be a proprietary platform. Right. That you have to license and pay a license for. and Right. Yeah. So we should actually be fighting to be supported going forward somehow. To keep improving and innovating, which is what everybody's screaming for, right? And here's the stupid, stupid part. You know, I was way ahead of this. <laughs> but then yeah. politics came into play. So, oh, we're not going to use your tag. Oh, we're not going to help people subscribe to podcasts on Android. We're not going to make it easy for listeners to do that because you did it. Nobody said this was going to be easy, Todd. Oh, hey, I, I already know. Right. But just the fact that this exists, the only reason that this exists was because in the early days of internet, people weren't paying attention that much to this and what its potential impact was long term and thank we god they and thank god the they weren't <laughs> right we already know what the yeah problem is eventually this technical specification is going to be so antiquated and people will start iterating on top of it 
changing it, changing it, changing it to the point where it becomes so fragmented that um, it loses all uh, existence. Yeah. And that will create a media landscape that is not open. No. Okay. Um, Rob, we got four minutes left. I got a hard stop. Okay. Yeah. Um, just so you guys know, won't be with you for a couple of shows. And right. uh, I'm just uh, taking a break. We're going to try to sneak one in at some point. But uh, just keep you advised on that. And, I think uh, the next two shows we're not going to do. Yeah, right? Potentially. I'll, I'll work out a schedule with you and then we can announce it on right. Twitter, whatever. And one of the shows might be audio only. We don't know yet. We'll see. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Send us your thoughts. Um, yeah. And Todd, I would post link maybe in the show notes to the, the uh, W3C website. And where they talk about RSS too. Yeah. Over on cyber and uh, yeah, on cyber.harvard.edu and that and validator.w3.org is another one. Yeah. I don't know um, if that, that about one of those stuff. sites is, hasn't been up lately, but well, I'm looking at one right now that, um, it's a feed validation. Well, that's that thing hasn't been updated in 14 years, Rob. No, yeah, I know, exactly. But that, yeah, I would just share out so we can start socializing what the history of this is, and hopefully we can build on it. Yep. Somehow. Yep. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com, and you can find me at Geek News on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee. Um, you can send me an email if you have any comments or contributions to this um, dilemma that Todd are raising about how we step this medium forward um, built on RSS. Also, I fear that it will be built on something else. <laughs> and so, uh, that is an outcome that could be bad for independent content. So, yeah. Yeah. And I send your email to Rob G at. Lip All right. So uh, thanks everybody for being here. See you next time on the show. And uh, everyone stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Stay away from Facebook. Too much insanity over there. Yeah. Well, just the world in general right that, now. Right? That, that's a fact. So everyone take care. We'll see you next time here on the okay. WD Show. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.